St. Mark 13, 24 through 37. But in those days following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. And at that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. And even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Now truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words, they shall never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and he puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned tasks. And he tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch because you, you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. He comes suddenly. Do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Warnings, warning signs. We have them all around us today. And over the last few weeks, we've been hearing through the gospel warnings. Has anyone seen the flashing lights down here on Magnolia just short of the 405? What dates are the, is that uh, on and off ramp going to be shut down in December? Did I hear? It's a, 
17th and the 18th, or the 18th and the 19th. How about that for paying attention to warnings, huh? I know it's coming, but I don't really know where. It goes blink, 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 and I'm just trying not to hit it or anyone else, you know. We get warning signs all over the place, yet we don't pay attention. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Jesus' word is no different. All along, we are hearing about man and man-made things and what man makes breaks. What man makes breaks. We go, last week, oh my goodness, Jesus, look at how beautiful. Oh, these stones and, and, and the gold and oh my goodness, isn't this a beautiful temple? You remember what he said? There'll be a time when not one of these stones is standing on top of another. Not one. What man makes breaks. Yep. We got an awful lot of faith in ourselves, don't we? This world, we've got it all figured out. We, uh, have a lot of, of us believe in our own intellect. That's our faith. Our faith is in what we know. I was listening to J. Vernon McGee this morning. Just so happened, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I should throw that in. I wasn't planning on it, but I'm gonna. He was talking about men and their wisdom. But did you know, of course you did, anyone here who has been a child or has raised a child knows that little human creatures are not able to take care of themselves after they're born, are they? Mm -mm. In fact, some little human creatures can't take care of themselves when they're in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Right? But God's creatures, many of them, as soon as they're born, can fend for themselves. In the Bible, it talks about asps. You know, the the snake is born, it comes out of, its, out of the uh, egg there, and they're gone. I don't need mama or daddy to provide for them. And there's several other creatures that God has created that straight out of the get-go, they can take care of themselves. They understand the most basic rules of life and how to survive. I guess the point that I took from J. Vernon McGee was that don't think so much of yourself, kid. As a child, you couldn't fend for yourself. As an adult, you're mostly okay. But don't lean so much on your understanding that you think that all of the rocks that you have built are going to stand upon themselves. In other words, humble up. And this is what Jesus is pointing us to today. Today is also uh, known as the Reign of Christ Sunday, where we're being pointed to that his reign will last forever. The Isaiah reading was pointing to Jesus and it said, my salvation will last forever. Forever. What Jesus makes doesn't break. Forever. The last part of our gospel this morning, Jesus says, my words will never pass away. 
So we know and we can come into agreement that the world will not last forever. He tells us it's foreboding. In those last days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. That's kind of scary. It's really scary if you're not clothed in Christ. It's really scary if you're not written in the book of life. We talked about that last week. But it's coming. It is also fascinating to me that man in his wisdom, man in his intellect, thinks that he can put off, that he can change what is coming. Jesus is telling me and telling you in Scripture that what we see here today will not last. Can I get an amen? It'll be, it'll be burnt up in fire. Can I get an amen? This is not going to last. Amen? So if I drive a Prius or I put solar on my house and I stop wasting or, 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 or polluting, that am I going to add anything to the time of this earth? Probably not. Because that is a date that we will not be late for, just like our own death. You're going to be late for a lot of appointments in life. But the day that you get called home, you're going to be right on time. Now, before anyone here or listening to this thinks that I'm advocating not uh, renewable energy and all these things, I'm just saying, no, I think those are all good things. I think that we should take care of this earth that we have been given, that we have, we're supposed to be good stewards of. So I'm certainly not saying that. I'm saying that the holier-than-thou type of an attitude that somebody might get by, I drive an electric car, and you drive a polluting car. Well, <clears throat> I would say your electric car burns coal. Where did electricity come from? Oh, man, I'm really doubling down on that. I apologize if uh, this offends you, but what I'm saying is, is it's silly to think that we are going to somehow postpone what is coming, and what is coming is the total destruction of this world, the total destruction of this world, and a new heaven, and a new kingdom is coming. But the lights are going out, Pastor Ken. You're right. The sun will turn dark in the tribulation, and the stars will not give any more light. But in the new heaven and in the new kingdom that God promises, he is the light. His son is the light. No batteries. No generators. This is what is coming. The end times, the light is gone. The last, the prelude was shown to this. The, the John, help me out. What do you call it when you see uh, a, a new movie's coming out and they give you the little bitty piece? A what? Trailer? A trailer. Okay, so the trailer to what is coming was given to us a couple of times in the Holy Bible. Talking about darkness. The ninth plague in Exodus, Exodus 10, 21, and 23. Do you remember what the, the ninth? It was darkness. Darkness came. Darkness came. Three days of dark, and it was preceded by the Passover, Exodus 12, 12, the Passover. 
How about Jesus on the cross? Another trailer, another prelude. Jesus on the cross at noon till three. It was dark. Noon to three, it was dark. This is a sign of judgment that God has given us preludes to. It's a sign of judgment over man's sin. And Jesus' work on the cross shows us that that son's death is the covering under which the slaves to sin, you and me, slaves to sin, are covered by his blood covering under which we are set free. St. Jude and Jesus warn us to be devoted in prayer. We know that we are not getting into heaven by works, right? Works do not give us entry. It was sufficient what he did. Christ and him crucified is what we proclaim here. It's not Christ plus my works. Works flow out of the one who is saved. But works aren't a demand by him in order for entrance into the heavenly realm. The Holy Spirit has created in you and in me and sustained a saving faith. The Holy Spirit has created, and he maintains, he sustains faith in you, a gift. And how is that faith strengthened? Luther, we had solas, right? Sola Scriptura, right? Hearing the word increases faith. The sacrament of baptism gives us that faith. The Holy Spirit came upon us in that. Now here's the thing earlier I said, this is a fearsome time with the lights going out and the sun not shining and all these terrible things that are happening. There's a lot of terrible things coming right now, happening to us right now, our own tribulation. Families. Disease. War. Rumors of war, earthquakes, fires. We're going to have a pretty good winter, apparently, coming upon us. How do we get through that? The fearsomeness of that. For those people that are written in the book, for those people, his people, we can be sure of our salvation regardless, no matter what, no matter how fearsome the last days are. Our last days, our last moments. And the encouragement is from St. Jude as well, be ready, be watchful, be devoted, be in the word, be in prayer. A common theme that I see with people that are about ready to transition over to be face-to-face with Jesus is this. 
I have never heard one of them say, I wish I hadn't spent so much time at church. Not one of them has said, gee, I wish I hadn't spent so much time in prayer. The fig tree. Jesus tells us about the fig tree. It's a proverb for the passing of seasons. The leaves of the fig tree are gone in the fall. And then the leaves, we know, come back. And it's signaling warm weather coming. As a kid, love to interview each one of you. How could you tell when the seasons were changing? What things did you see in your world that, that signaled to you? that the seasons were changing. I lived in, in grew up in, in Northern California. For the signal for me for the season was changing was a letter from the school district that said that school started September the... But before all that happened, we would look at things. My family, my kin are, are, are farmers. So my grandpa could tell. I have a friend down here, you know him, Pastor Chris. He's a surfer. And he could tell the difference in the, in the seasons coming by the way that the swell is coming. When the swell is coming from the south, he knows that winter is approaching. Maybe I switch that back. I'm not a surfer. The swell comes from the north. Those are the cold water. He hates that. I remember that part of it. The, the, when the swells start coming down this way, uh, I think I might have messed up. Anyone surf here? No? Are you kidding me? Here we are right by Huntington Beach. And Okay, Sean, help me out. In the wintertime, the swell comes from the south, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that doesn't make for really great surfing sometimes, does it? The southy uh, swell? Oh, it's definitely excellent. That's why I don't surf. The Santa Anas. Okay. All right, Bob has a little something there, too. We'll talk afterwards. We can't do this forever, but what was that, Bob? Okay. The other part of, that we know that the seasons are changing for some of us, hey, it's dove season. <laughs> September, yay. Now I'm really digging in it. I'm uh, going after environmentalists and, and, and advocating hunting. And then some of us rely on the calendar, which I did mention we have lovely calendars out in the narthex for you to take. But the seasons are coming, and we know that from this, 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 this parable of the, of the uh, or proverb of the, of the fig tree, and, and, and Jesus is pointing to something that everybody knew. And then fig trees have two harvests each year. And so they know after the second harvest, whoa, you know, it's, it, it's over. Now, the fig leaves don't have any power in them, do they? They're not special. They're just leaves. But they're arrows pointing to us. Just beware. It's going to get warm. It's, it's like this thing that's flashing that I don't know if it's 12, 18, and 19 is going to be closed, but I'll find out because I'll go up there the day that that on-ramp is closed. And you know what's even worse than that? I'll be upset. And they've been warning me for two months. And Jesus says, guys, this generation will not pass. He's talking about 
70 AD, this abomination that's going to happen. They're going to tear down their temple. Remember the one that's so beautiful? So he tells them it's going to happen. They're like, right. In 70 AD, it gets torn down, doesn't it? Romans come in and they rip it apart. Seems to me I heard somebody tell me about that. Yeah, it was the Lord Jesus Christ. And that'll be no different for this day. People listening to this message, not in this church, but people go, come on, pastor. My job is to tell you that it's coming. Your last day is coming. This world is not built to last. And you need to be ready. You need to watch. That's what he said. Watch. Because we don't know when he's coming back. Does anyone think he's coming back in the next, say, 10 seconds? I mean, honestly, no. But he could. Are you ready? I'm going to answer it for you. You are ready. How do you know, Ken? Well, I'll tell you how I know. I'm going back to this baptismal font. Yes, I can dip my hand in there. Lisa, I do this often. But in your baptism, you were clothed by Christ. And you received the Holy Spirit. You were made ready then. And on that cross that he worked the perfect work and he shed his blood for you and for me, for the forgiveness of sins, for all who would be believe. You were made ready then. Anyone ask you, when were you born again? 33 AD. That's when I was born again and you were too. That's the day that he died for me. That's the day that my salvation and your salvation was forever secured. So I just told you about a bunch of warning blinky lights. And this is where I'm going to come close to commingling law and gospel. What do I do, pastor? Keep doing what you're doing. He chose you. Stay in prayer. Come to church. Read your Bible. Come alongside people and love your neighbor. Point him to Jesus, but don't push. In the name of Jesus, amen.